everyone! It's a beautiful day to write something, and this is Assignment Literary Magazine. My name is Lauren. And I'm Savannah. And we're the editors for Southern New Hampshire University's Low Residency Masters of Fine Arts in Fiction or Nonfiction's Literary Magazine Assignment. Welcome to our introductory episode, Imposter Syndrome, for our series, Editor Roundtables, where Savannah and I talk about craft, being a writer, or anything else relevant to the creation of great literature. You can join us here every month for roundtables, readings, author interviews, and updates about the magazine and program. Today, we're discussing something a little nefarious and a lot relatable imposter syndrome. I'm actually very happy that we're starting with this topic. Yeah, me too. Savannah, what is imposter syndrome and how does it typically look for a writer? Well, according to psychology today, imposter syndrome occurs when someone believes they don't deserve the things they've achieved. It can also take the form of feeling like they don't deserve the high opinions of their work by their coworkers and friends. Imposter syndrome isn't an official diagnosis, but it's certainly something real that impacts people across sectors. Imposter syndrome is usually more prevalent in people who struggle with perfectionism or neuroticism. It shows up in around 70% of adults at one point or another in their lifetimes, and there are definitely higher numbers within women and specifically women of color. For writers, I think imposter syndrome can look like getting accepted into an MFA program and feeling overwhelmed in the first semester. Those writers might feel like the program made a mistake and that they don't belong, when the truth is that this feeling is a false perception and it can be managed. For more seasoned writers, imposter syndrome might look like feeling like your book was picked up by a big publisher because of market timing and not because your writing really deserves it. Those authors might fear that the public will hate the book when it hits the shelves. Mm, 100%, yeah. So Lauren, I'm curious, have you ever experienced imposter syndrome and how has it affected your work? Yeah, I definitely have experienced imposter syndrome. I feel like it likes to pop up um, kind of every now and then, you know, you send in something to get peer workshopped and all of a sudden you're questioning it. Um, But the main place that I have ever experienced this has been the moment that I had my greatest triumph in writing, which is when my collection of poetry was accepted for publication. Uh, I was pretty excited about the collection and the work and the message and story that is in it until it was official and until I actually had the book contract in my hand. And then I signed that book contract and I went back to my document and read my poems and went, oh my goodness, this is trash. (laughs) It was just this total like kind of making up a word, but almost quality dysmorphia, where before I knew that it was official, I had confidence in the work. And then the moment I knew that there was going to be eyes on it, I I thought that I realized that it was trash. It was wrong. (laughs) That's not how it is. But it felt like immediately the work was so much worse and that I had just been wrong before that it was of quality um, and that I was being somewhat fraudulent in that I had been selected for publication. It just didn't make sense that I had been selected because look at this stuff. It's bad. That's not the case, but it 
feels like that. Um, and I think the way that it's affected me is that it, it kind of makes me freeze a little bit personally. I wouldn't call it writer's block, but I definitely, I procrastinate. I definitely procrastinated on making progress with the collection, with things like asking for author blurbs and uh, making my marketing plan. Um, and I, I kind of delayed doing the final edits because I was terrified of finishing it and then it's still feeling like it wasn't good enough. Um, I went from being really excited about the prospect of doing readings to really not excited um, because then I felt, why would people want to listen to me? I, I'm not actually a good writer. I'm just a fraud. <laughs> um, so I think that those are the, the main places where I've experienced imposter syndrome personally. I think there are a lot of writers out there who can completely relate to that. And in fact, I feel like new writers will be especially surprised to learn that even the most famous authors had imposter syndrome from time to time. Mm -hmm. And the way they describe it is very similar to the way that you're describing it. For example, John Steinbeck wrote in his journal, I'm not a writer. I've been fooling myself and other people. <laughs> even Maya Angelou said something similar about being found out, like, that she was a fraud and people were going to find out. And I think that was on, you know, book nine or 10 that she thought, okay, this, <laughs> this is it. People are going to figure it out. So Steinbeck got through it by showing up every day. And I think that's solid advice for every writer. But then the millennial side of me also thinks that there's also, there's always help to be found in therapy. So if mm. imposter syndrome is affecting your ability to show up every day, or it's making your successes feel less than they are. So for example, if somebody is experiencing what you were, where they're, you know, they've gotten this deal and it's like the big break and they can feel it, but they also feel like they don't deserve it. And it's interfering with their ability to, you know, get the marketing plan on time and get the author blurbs together. Then I think that might be the point where talking to someone is the next natural step. And then even within our writing community, I think we need to talk about imposter syndrome more and try to disarm the impact it has, especially on new writers who might turn away from their craft before they've had time to fully develop it. Oh, yeah, that's true. It's crazy to me that such well-known, brilliant, irrefutably amazing writers have experienced this feeling of basically feeling like you're a fake. Um, but I love your point about therapy. I am a very strong supporter of that. Everyone should be in therapy. <laughs> I went to therapy this morning. It it certainly has done me a lot of good over the years, especially when dealing with things like perfectionism and neuroticism. I mean, I definitely have this feeling of inadequacy when I enter new spaces. And for example, entering an MFA program is definitely something that I think can be one of those events that inspires that feeling of of fraud within new writers. This is great. I have therapy tomorrow morning. Now I have something that I can work on. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, I do just want to play devil's advocate for one second, because I will say the moments where I questioned my work the most are the exact same moments that made me improve my work the most. Hmm. It's definitely a negative thing to feel like your art isn't the quality that you want. 
But I also think it's healthy to, as you get published and start to receive some payoffs from all your hard work, have moments that keep you grounded and remind you to never stop trying to improve your writing. Oh, I so agree. I think it's a really fine line between pushing ourselves to level up our craft and then pushing too hard for perfectionism that just can't exist. So you're you're always going to be mm. your worst critic. We hear that all the time. Um, in your experience, Lauren, what tools or advice do you have for those that are dealing with imposter syndrome to help kind of keep it from affecting their work? The main thing that I have is to trust not just themselves, but the people who believe in them. If you trust someone who is endorsing your work and then you say that same work is bad, you're pretty much calling that person a liar. <laughs> um, I mean, right? If someone whose judgment you trust is saying your writing is good, whether that's a publisher, mentor, friend, your mom, whoever, and then you tell them that they're wrong, who's really wrong in that situation? In the moments where I've started to feel uncertain and lose my grip on believing in my collection, I remember my editors know what they're doing. They picked my manuscript for a reason and I need to trust in their judgment. They've been doing this already for a while. I think about all my friends and mentors who have endorsed my writing and make the choice to believe in their opinion. Trust your people. Oh yes, for sure. I think the the writer's group that you cultivate can be your most powerful tool for not only making your work better, but curbing the impulse to work on it for too long. Oh, yeah, that's very real. Editing the life out of a piece is the worst. Yeah, it's so hard to know what done looks like, but that's why we writers mm. need to keep people around us who we respect and who will be honest with us about our work. And I also think that for those who are feeling a level of anxiety about being perfect that isn't getting better, again, reaching out for help from a therapist can be another tool that we put in that writer's toolbox. And that might be helpful to, as you mentioned before, disarm the power that this has on writers. Exactly. Well, I honestly feel like that's a perfect note to end on. I mean, awesome. I've, I've loved talking about this with you. I think this was a great first topic to cover and could be interesting to revisit too once we've got a few more episodes under our belt and we can see how we have grown as writers. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. Listeners, before we wrap up for today, I want to let you know that submissions for our summer edition of Assignment Literary Magazine called Renewal are currently open until March 31st. You can check out our website, www.assignmentmag.com, for more information. You can also stay up to date with us by liking us on Facebook or giving us a follow on Instagram. Thank you, everyone, for listening to us today. We will catch you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.